My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you, our our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried out and were saved. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. Who... You who fear the Lord, praise him. All ye descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all ye descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise Him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before Him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before Him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. Prosperity will serve Him. Uh, Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim His righteousness, declaring to the people yet unborn, He has done it. Amen and amen. Amen. That's Psalm 22. So you have not found the wrong station. This is Helen Smith on the mic over here. So that's Psalm 22. And who's writing that? David is writing this, but it's a prophecy of um, what's to come for Jesus when Jesus is here. So today is Palm Sunday, and so can you explain the sequence of events? It all kind of comes together because uh, um, it actually, some of this starts back in, way back in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. uh, where God tells the Israelites uh, when they leave Egypt to build him a a, uh, tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And a tabernacle, unlike a uh, temple, is uh, was something that they could carry with them for the 40 years that they 
wandered in the desert, and he gave them specific instructions on how to build that tabernacle. And let me just say this. We do have a whole podcast dedicated to this, and it is really, really good if you don't understand this. this so go ahead. And one of the things that uh, he said to them is that before they leave the land of Egypt, uh, they were all in their um, in their little houses, and he gave them full, full, full instructions on how to uh, make a sacrifice and take the um, blood of the uh, lamb. Now, the lamb, they were supposed to take it into their home, keep it in their home for a week, and they had to inspect that lamb, uh, and there had to be absolutely not one blemish on it. Uh, so as a white lamb, it could not have even one little black uh, hair on it. It couldn't have any blemish. It had to be a perfect lamb. And then they had to sacrifice it. They had to eat all of it. And they took the lamb's blood and they put it on the doorpost of their homes. And when the angel of death passed over the uh, land of Egypt to kill the firstborn of everybody in Egypt. Now, think of this. It wasn't just the firstborn child. Uh, if the husband uh, in the family was the firstborn in his family, he died. Mm. The cattle firstborn died. All of the animals firstborn died. So everybody in the land that was, and everything in the land that was a firstborn died that night unless they had the uh, uh, the lamb's blood. And if they did, the um, uh, angel of death passed over. That's where Passover comes from. They pa- the angel of death passed over the houses that had the uh, blood on their doorpost. And at that point, uh, the Israelites were allowed uh, to Pharaoh just basically told him to get out of his land. He was tired of all of the uh, plagues that God had put on uh, his his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he chased them, and that's a whole other story. But anyway, uh, they end up in the land of Israel. And so now we're in the time of Jesus, and you've got the um, uh, week before Easter, week before Passover, Mm -hmm. because Passover is what the Jews would have been uh, celebrating. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus is in uh, uh, Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, no, I'm sorry, back up. He's in Bethany. And he comes, goes from there to Jerusalem. And I think it's only about a five-mile distance between the two. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he comes across the... um, uh, Mount of Olives, which I have actually been on. Mm-hmm. I've walked down um, the road that comes down the Mount of Olives mm-hmm. toward the Kidron Valley and across to uh, the city of Jerusalem. And at that point, uh, he is a um, he's a hero to everybody. He's sitting on a donkey, and a man riding on a donkey like that was a sign of uh, a king. It was? Mm-hmm. I thought he did that because it's, a hum- it's really humbling. It, it was a sign of a king riding mm-hmm. on a donkey. You agree with me? 
And uh, so he starts walking down, and y'all, that is a very steep hill. I do not know how that donkey walked down that hill with a man on his back, but he did. And it's a very narrow path, too, but there were people on both sides, and they had palm branches that they were waving at him and singing Hosanna in the highest to the king. Mm -hmm. Jesus goes into uh, Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. and the Sadducees and Pharisees, the learned uh, members of the hierarchy of Israel— they knew the scriptures. Oh. Uh, they were political, the very intellectual, okay. uh, as far as scripture went, mm-hmm. and uh, they were very political too. Okay. Very religious. Very, very religious. Okay. very religious. Had no relationship, okay. and uh, they started at that point examining Jesus. Oh. See the parallel? Yes. Like the lamb. Yes, because he does become the lamb. Right. That was slain. Examining him physically or just what? Well, questioning him and and his actions and Uh who he is and, you know, uh, um, making fun of him and all of that. And they do that from uh, Sunday or Monday until Thursday. And Thursday is when they arrest him. That's how many days? Five. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Almost the same amount of time that they kept the lamb in the house before they sacrificed it back in uh, Exodus. That's all, that's what is always amazing to me about God is everything is just like it just fits perfect. <clears throat> yes. A foreshadowing, foretelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the thing, you know, I hear a lot of people say, you need to just open the Bible and just read it line by line by line. Mm-hmm. I have learned more by studying and learning things like that. But that it's means, yes, that means more to me mm-hmm. to be able to go, oh, my goodness. Yeah. God did this and gave these orders way back in Exodus. And now, guess what? Yeah. Jesus is walking the same path. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else could do that? It's amazing. It's all throughout the scripture. Right. That's when I was amazed when I did my study on heaven. Yeah. All the parallels from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Yeah. So they uh, they uh, check him out for that whole week and yeah. make a lot of accusations and, and all. And then they arrest him on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, having dinner with uh, the... Uh, his disciples, his apostles, the 12, and Judas is even there. Mm -hmm. And Jesus absolutely knows what's getting ready to happen because he uh, predicts some of it as they're sitting there. And that's when he offers the uh, bread for his body Mm -hmm. and the uh, wine for his, uh, wasn't grape juice, folks, it was wine. Uh, Which is why we do communion. Yes, and the wine for his blood to... Mm -hmm to remember what he did for us. Mm-hmm. And they take him out and uh, uh, arrest him. And he stays in, and I can't remember if it was Caiaphas's house, but he stays in somebody's Ananias. basement. Ananias. Uh, Ananias. Not Ananias. No, uh, I think it was, it, uh, anyway. Maybe in Caiaphas. Uh, somebody's, like he's, son-in-law or yeah. Yeah. 
but he stays in the basement. They put him down in a in a hole, mm-hmm. and we actually saw that when we were in Jerusalem. It's uh, kind of eerie yeah. to see that. Mm. And then they uh, take him out the next morning, and they crucify him. Mm-hmm. And some of uh, actually, we could go to Isaiah uh, fifty three uh, is also a prophecy uh, of uh, what what Jesus will go through. Uh, when, you know, he is on the cross and how people turn against him and what they end up uh, doing to him. So many, many, many years before it actually happens, uh, it is prophesied in the Old Testament. Uh, so I would recommend that um, you not only read the story of the crucifixion and the resurrection, but go back and read some of the uh, prophecy of it. So on um, Friday, he is um, crucified. They start the crucifixion at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and uh, he dies at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had, uh, usually they would go out because you need to remember that the Sabbath for the Israelites, for the Jews, starts at sundown on Friday and ends at sundown on Saturday. So uh, all of the, everybody that was crucified and things like that had to be over with by sundown on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could not go into what they considered to be the Sabbath. So they would go, uh, if they were crucifying people on Friday, they would go and double-check them, and if they um, were uh, not dead, they would break their legs which would make them collapse against their lungs, and they literally would suffocate. Uh, well, it says in the Old Testament that not even Jesus' bones were broken. Mm-hmm. So when they got to Jesus, he was already dead. The Father had already uh, taken him. And um, so, so prophesied that in the Old Testament. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also when uh, God told the Israelites to take the lamb into the uh, into the home, and when they did the sacrifices, they were not to break the uh, any bones uh, on the lamb either. Wow. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah. uh, that parallel is still there, and Jesus is considered the Lamb of God, mm-hmm. uh, the Lamb of the tribe of Judah. Um, so he uh, dies. And um, they're trying to decide what to do with his body. And Joseph of Arimathea, who was part of the Sanhedrin, which was the... Not Joseph, Joseph. Not Joseph, Joseph. This is Joseph. He's been dead for a while because he's not mentioned in uh, much of the New Testament. So Joseph of Arimathea, who was a believer of Jesus, but he was a quiet believer because he was part of the Sanhedrin Mm -hmm. and he couldn't... Uh, let everybody know what he did believe in. But anyway, he comes and uh, claims the body of Jesus and wraps it uh, up and gets it ready and uh, puts it in one of his tombs that have never been used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, uh, on Sunday morning, now everybody says he was in the grave for three days, but folks, he wasn't. Uh, if you take Friday afternoon, all day Saturday uh, till Saturday afternoon. That's only one day, and he's resurrected on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. He was only in there about a day and a half. But anyway, 
It was the third day, because Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he did, um, he was raised on the third day, but it was early in the morning, and uh, he is, you know, out of the tomb, and uh, John and Mary and uh, some other women. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, they went to, uh, the women went to, they went to faith uh, <laughs> and bathe him and, uh, you know, uh, with spices and things like that. And they get to the tomb and the stone is rolled away. And y'all, I saw one of those stones. There is no way one man could have moved that stone. Right. Uh, it is extremely uh, large. It's very thick. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was the power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. and. Mm-hmm of the Father that moved it. And so Jesus came out. And um, at that point, he starts uh, revealing himself to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he did it for us. Mm-hmm. And he lives now. Don't put him on a cross anymore, people. And the significance is that if there was no resurrection, then everything Jesus said was a lie. Exactly. The resurrection proved everything that he said, which was that he is here in human form and he's God. Mm-hmm. And the resurrection proved it. So we as believers don't, it's not that we don't have a choice because we do, but as believers, there, without a resurrection, there is no there is no salvation. No relationship. No relationship. You can't have a relationship because it's after the um, 50 days. It's about 40 days. Well, the Pentecost. About 500 people yeah, to yeah. Pentecost. Cause that's, yeah, that's 50. You know, Jesus walked into one of the rooms while doing that 50 days, and uh, he stood before the disciples and said, receive. And they, they at that point, received the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the uh, power of the Holy Spirit. And then, and then later on, they received the reality of had the Holy Spirit. Had he gone Spirit. to the Father by then, or he had not gone? Is that not the first thing he's talking about. Right. Yeah. Yep. The second one, yes, that uh, the day of Pentecost, he was in heaven at that point because uh, the Holy Spirit could not come back oh, yeah. until Jesus went to be with the Father. Because he said, I've, it's going to be good for you that I leave because then the Helper's coming. What do you think that was like when he went to see the Father? Can you imagine that? Mm. I don't even know that we could conceive of it. <laughs> so where does a rabbit come in? Oh, <laughs> rabbit. The uh, rabbit. I thought she was talking about Jefferson Airplane, you know, the white rabbit. Well, we're not going to get into that. <clears throat> so that's the Easter story? That's, that's the real Easter no story. bunny in it. No, no bunny. No bunny. <laughs> but, uh, but I think what people do at, at Easter and in spring, mm-hmm. you know, new, new, life. new life begins. Yeah. and. Remember, Jesus was, you know, the Lamb of God, and uh, he had new life when he was resurrected. Mm -hmm. And so you've got, you know, trees blooming, flowers blooming, uh, animals have new, uh, you know, babies. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think, you know, little bunny rabbits are cute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Little chickens are cute until you have to own them and they become big. Well, that's an awesome Easter story. So. Well, let's, let's, let's also be clear, clear that it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with bunnies. They're delicious. Oh, my God. He does not eat bunnies, y'all. Uh, Happy yes, Christmas. she's right. I don't no, eat bunnies. He if he saw that little cute face, he would just melt. I wouldn't. They're delicious. Oh, my God. 
Peter Robert Cabrera is his name. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with chocolate bunnies? Oh, chocolate Nothing. Bunnies. Eat the ears off so. first. I, I mean, you can't kill a chocolate bunny. No, you can't. <laughs> that was my mom, Helen Smith, my brother, Robert Cabrera. And that's the book of Exodus, if you want to read about that. And one of the cool passages she was talking about, it was talking about the um, Israelites sitting down to eat the lamb that they had chosen and to do it in haste, have their shoes on, their tunic on, be ready to go. And that parallels what Jesus tells us now, to look up, your redemption draws near. And um, a couple other things, when Jesus was walking, uh, riding on the donkey and came into the city, uh, some people say it was called a Nubian donkey. And today, if you look up Nubian donkey, they have a cross on their back. And um, a lot of people say the dogwood tree was used in his crucifixion. I'm not 100% sure that's true or not. But I do know the leaves on the dogwood tree, they have four white petals. And always at the edges, there's a red mark. And that represents the cross. And that represents the blood of Jesus. And also around Easter time, in some pine trees, you'll see crosses that are formed. And all of that, I believe, because I believe in Jesus and I believe in these things. And you can chalk it up to coincidence if you want, but I don't. So we always like to give you opportunity to accept Christ into your heart. And I know sometimes we think we've got to get prepared for things, like get prepared for that. And this is one time when Jesus says, just come as you are. Just He's the one who can fix you. You can't fix yourself. I mean, you can try, but He's the one who makes us whole. He's the one who helps us change from the inside out. So if you want to accept Him into your heart and you're tired of living the life you've, you're living, I understand. And you probably feel heavy. Your burdens are heavy and your guilt and all of those things, shame. I just invite you to say a prayer with me. And it's a heart matter, not a word. It's not about the words. It's a heart matter. But if you want to pray like I wanted to pray, just bow your head. Dear Lord, just come into my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. I believe he shed his blood for my sins, Lord. I believe he rode on, rose on the third day and sits at the right hand of the Father and is very much alive and well. I invite him into my heart. I believe in God the Father. Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to me and I learn to, to, to listen. And I pray that the words of the Bible come alive to me. And thank you so much for saving my life, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. So if you said that prayer, you're a new creature in Christ and things are going to start happening for you. And just get into the Bible, find a good Bible study, find a good teacher or mentor. And even if you didn't have that and it was just you, Jesus can teach you. We have the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. And He can teach us what we need to know without anyone else. If we were stranded on an island, we could still learn because of the Holy Spirit. That is a gift to us. So I thank you for listening. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. And I love you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. 
Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time. Bye.